Online communities, classroom culture, and personal relationships have something in common. Whether it's forming a strong emotional bond, feeling included and accepted, or having an attachment to others, feeling like we belong makes us happy. Ever wonder why? Join me, Dr. Eileen Winokur, for my bi-weekly podcast, Journeys to Belonging, as I discuss my personal and professional experiences with belonging and interview educators and others as they share their stories of belonging. At the end of every episode, I'll offer advice about how we can all feel like we belong. Hi, everybody. Welcome to my new episode of Journeys to Belonging. I have a wonderful guest today, and actually the first guest um, from the Kuwait side of my world. And I'm so excited to introduce you to Najud al Yagud. Uh, Najud likes to go by Nedj, and so that's the way that I will refer to her during our, our conversation uh, today. And Najud, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us a little bit about, because I consider you a Kuwaiti personality, but uh, I think uh, there's a lot been going on in your life, and so what kinds of things would you like to tell uh, our audience about yourself? Well, it's always been very difficult for me to define myself in the sense that we're continuously evolving. And uh, so I suppose it would be easiest to say I'm, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, I'm a friend, I'm a colleague, to speak in more general terms. Because I think if we spoke about who we are, it would take uh, Eons. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you certainly have had different experiences, and I know you're a writer and a poet, but you're sort of at a, a different place in your life, which we'll talk about a little bit um, during our, our chat today. So, Nedj, when I say to you belonging, or what is a sense of belonging, what, what does that bring to mind? To me, belonging is more... A spiritual term it's intangible mm. I've always felt you know having traveled to many countries yeah. I've never felt like I truly belonged anywhere but also belonged obviously to, to my country only because you know that's I hold the passport of being Kuwaiti and but there's always been this feeling that we belong somewhere else, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know that you're, you've been on this sort of spiritual journey for a while. And so lately you've, um, I, I was, I was reading about um, what you, you recently sort of been experiencing, but I know that a lot of your journey has been spiritual, but, but lately what kinds of things have you, begun to discover about yourself? Because as you just said, I think a lot has to do with discovering your spirituality and discovering who you are. And you seem to have been doing that for a very, very long time. So um, I don't know if you want to start with the end or you want to start with the beginning. I, I leave that up to you. Yeah, um, I suppose in terms of the spiritual journey, sometimes 
you're born into a certain spirituality and other times you discover it later in life. And for me, that was the case for, for the situation I'm in at the moment. You know, I was born into my religion and I kind of, you know, moved away from it and then came back to it. So the spiritual journey for me is, it's not just about belonging to a religion because I feel when you do spiritually ascend, you realize that there's a common message. Right. It's just where we don't see it, you know, because we don't have the spiritual insight to right. grasp that it's, it's just the same message that's being given to all of humanity. Right. And how would you describe that message? What, what would you say for those of us who are still on that journey? And, and I suppose you consider yourself probably still on that journey, but Definitely. for those of us who are sort of in an earlier stage than you, what, what kind of perceptions have you had along the way? And what, what is that discovery? What, yeah, so <laughs> I have a long way to go, yeah. Oh, gosh, yes, yeah, I suppose we all do, especially in terms of spirituality and understanding ourselves. That's true. Yeah. It's interesting yeah. because the, um, several of my previous guests have mentioned that when they started to feel okay with themselves, that's when they were able to really feel like they belonged with others in other groups or uh, through their professional co colleagues or friends or family or whatever. It was truly a discovery of yourself and a self-awareness of, you know, that sort of I'm okay being alone. I'm not lonely when I'm being alone. So how does that sort of come into your own personal discovery? Well, I feel for quite a few years, I was focused on the self and the ego and uh, transcending the ego. And I suddenly found a shortcut, which is just going directly to source, to God. So that all the efforts that I had been striving toward mm -hmm. in transcending the personality and the notion of me was able to dissolve in the oneness of God, you know, and to just get out of myself, you know, complete surrender and no more me as in Nijud, but more as in a self that is surrendering to the, the highest of the high. And how does that, how has that guided you? Because I think, I mean, I, I know that, you know, you, you visited our, our book club um, about one of your previous um, books. And you talked about the whole idea of being aware of, um, of others, um, connecting with others, and also connecting with that higher spirit because you believe that guided all of us toward good, um, toward kindness and so forth. So how does, how does that, does that all fit with the path that you took? I know paths usually aren't linear, but uh, is yours more linear like that? Or did it sort of take detours here and there? Yeah, I would definitely say detours. Okay. Um, but that's, again, perhaps because of the ego thinking, you know, I got this. I know where I'm going. Um, mm -hmm. I don't need 
anyone to tell me what to do. And, but still, even with the ego, there was always this guidance, you know, always searching and seeking this inner part that knows that you're not alone in this, you know? And uh, so, yes, I feel like the more spiritual you become, the more you accept other people in a sense because you want to transcend that part of you that it, you're very aware. It's, it's not a very comfortable position to be in. It's like shining a flashlight in the darkness of your own psyche. Oh. And you know, it's, it's not a, a beautiful journey. Like I, when I hear people say, oh yeah, it's all peaceful and loving. I think, uh, no, you're here for a reason and it's, we're all in this together. Right. And there is darkness and light in each of us. So to ignore a complete aspect is like putting silk sheet on a bed of thorns, so to speak. Right, yeah. Whereas the spiritual path is actually, you know, removing the silk sheet and thinking, okay, what do I do with these thorns here? And surrendering yeah. the thorns to the higher power. That's, that's such a beautiful way to put it because otherwise what you're doing like you said is you're paying attention to the ego the good parts and you're really not looking at those thorns which are the parts that we need to improve work on sometimes we ignore uh, and sometimes bother other people um, and so makes it difficult for them to relate to us also because we haven't really addressed uh, all parts of us so, um, yeah, I love the way you put that, you know, sort of putting a flashlight on your psyche because you're really, it can be painful, actually. And I suppose that's probably why some people go and seek counseling and things like that to try to work through it. But it is a very important piece of our being able to feel totally like we're able to be alone with ourselves uh, because... As you said, the only way really to submit to that higher power is to have that ability to be able to accept that you're going to open yourself up completely and be able to find out as much as you can about yourself. So you had mentioned that you, um, I, I know in, in sort of the, the past part of your journey, you wrote several books and several poems and things like that. And on your website, you talk now about the fact that now that you're sort of in this next, most recent part of your journey, uh, you're looking towards moving forward rather than thinking about that past part of you. How, how are you sort of, I don't want to say dealing with that, but how are, how are you managing all of that? How, how did that happen? And how are you managing that new part of this submission? I feel it, I reached a point of realization and it wasn't enlightenment or an awakening. It was, it was a realization. And I think I reached a point where I just begged God, I want the truth and I want to love it, you know? And um, I just realized that it's not about me anymore. And, and the only reason as you know from reading the website, why my name is still there is because, you know, just in case somebody Googles and I disassociate myself with what I've written before, because I think it's very important 
for people to know we stumble mm -hmm. and to openly admit that. Yes. And uh, for, to always be honest about where we are. So even if I had, you know, a path that I diverted from, I was open about it while I was going through it. And I want to also be open about what I'm going through right now. Right. But the feeling is, I mean, I, I, it's a different, it's a different uh, feeling. It's, it's not uh, seeking as much as it's surrendering mm -hmm. and just wanting to stay, you know, like for me now, when I pray, I pray for certainty and faith because faith wavers right. and, uh, you know, removal of doubts and just stink on, on the path that has brought me peace. Whereas before I felt I was still um, seeking, you know, like in a, in a, I was in a current, you know, and trying to reach the shore and not knowing where I was going. So it's more like a prayer, like I really want to be in this, you know, and it's just, uh, I just want to keep surrendering. Yeah, it's, it's like you said, it's, it's sort of this constant search, but once you've, you've, submitted or once you've surrendered there is a peace that comes to you that mm -hmm. happened to me several years ago actually um, and uh, there's a passage from a book in fact I, I will I will find it um, because I, I took a photo of it. Um, it I don't remember the name of the book I'm terrible like that but it's a book by Rumi um, the 40,000 40,000 something of love or something like that. Anyway, he talks about the submission and, and this whole religious idea of submission that you've, you've tried everything, you've looked for everything and you just finally peacefully just say, I'm, I'm sort of giving it up to a higher authority or giving it up to that spirit, whatever you, know, you wanna call it. And I'm, I'm accepting the fact that this is the way it is. And, and there's such a peace that comes over you. You're right. And you just, you, you're not seeking anymore. You're, you're accepting. But that doesn't mean you're not making choices. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. You, you've also, I mean, you've always been involved with trying to, something that I'm really involved with also, which is bringing communities together and trying to, have people from different walks of life, different religions, different perceptions and so forth, be able to sit down, talk to each other and so forth. And so uh, your latest uh, or your most recent uh, group is Interheart. Can you talk a little bit about Interheart and how that came to mind? And, and I know it's on your website, but uh, if you could talk about what you hope from all of that and why you why you started that whole idea it's amazing how sometimes an epiphany just comes to you without planning it and suddenly you're writing about it and for me this initiative obviously we can't really do much with it right now right yeah unfortunately <laughs> but, uh, i yes. just noticed there's yeah there just seems to be um i always see the tolerance even amidst the intolerance interesting you know you see a lot of people you know whom we call bigots and you know we point fingers and what 
whatever. And some of these people turn out to be the most blessed souls. So there's a possibility in everyone. You hear about, you, you know, some people who were extremists and then, you know, they became very helpful members of the community. So it, I think it's important to have that faith that we're, we're malleable, we, we can evolve. And so I try to focus on the people who are loving in the community. And this is why I gathered the signatures to show that, yes, people seem to be giving a lot of attention to people who are phobic or fundamentalist or bigoted or racist or prejudiced. But, hey, we've got a lot of people who, who love and, and want to connect and already are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And trying to bring those people together eventually, hopefully when we're past all of this, having to stay away from each other in terms of distance distancing and physically and so forth. And I know that the whole idea of Inderheart is, is so special because, you know, we have so many nationalities in Kuwait and so many religions. And uh, I know over the years, things have sort of pulled away from the, the way we originally sort of viewed everybody. And, and no matter, you know, these are sort of some of the thorns that we need to look at ourselves, no matter how much we think we may be uh, clear-minded and open-minded about others. All of us have some type of, I wouldn't call it prejudice, but preconceived notions about others. And so whether it's what they're wearing. Yeah. Yes, the conditioning. Yes, that's right. So what, what do you, I mean, if there's some sort of advice over your years of experience and so forth, um, have you always felt this way some from the time you were younger to not that you're that old, but um, from over the number of years, have you found that you were always open hearted about others or have them been times where it was difficult for you to be open minded in a conversation? Well, I, the, the spiritual journey that I was speaking about earlier, I, I faced the darkness inside. And oh. every time I, I saw it, I, I tried as best as I could not to excuse it or justify it, you know, but always to ask to have it cleared. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's very important. And I think sometimes we're also very hard on ourselves. So there has to be this kind of balance between not being too hard because sometimes there are thoughts that just pass by that we can't control. Yeah. And uh, so it's also, it's about being honest, like, is this just a passing thought that I'm, I'm comfortable with? Or is it a, a, a thought that I'm comfortable with? And either way, you want to transcend them. And this is part of the, the journey of surrender. Right. But I also think, not just from the darkness that we witness within our own selves, we can see it also when we're interacting with other people, what kind of a person do you want to be remembered as when, when we inevitably die? Do you want to be remembered as somebody who was racist, difficult to get along with, angry, harboring grudges, or do you want to be remembered as someone loving? And again, even when that thought comes, I, I ask myself, is that an ego thought? Is, is, you know, being remembered as a loving person, 
is that part of my ego? So you have to go deeper and deeper and deeper and, and, and just keep peeling until you realize that all your actions are actually aligned with the heart and not with the ego mind. Because sometimes even when we do good deeds, we're happy because people speak highly of us and we're praised. So this is, this is what it's about in the end, at the end of the day. It's about being very honest and also taking it easy on yourself because there's a lot of imperfection within us. And by knowing that and acknowledging that, we hope to understand and bridge the divides because we can say, oh, look, they're just like me, you know? Yeah. They're going and through the same thing, you know? Yeah, and yeah. that's okay. That's, yeah. you know, that's okay that we're, you know, we have our imperfections um, and to accept those in imperfections and move on from there. So, yeah. So w what advice do you have for people who are, are still searching and seeking, um, who are still trying to find that peace within themselves uh, in order to be able to accept others and be able to bridge those sort of uh, gaps in, in, in communication and so forth. What kind of advice would you give from your own journey um, to, to make it easier for people to sort of see where they should be looking and, and how can they open themselves up uh, a little bit more um, to, to, to looking at the flaws as well as the good things about ourselves? Getting outside of ourselves is very important, mm -hmm. whether through prayer, meditation, charity, you know, in, in the path that I'm on, you know, which is um, a religious path, uh, you know, I just, I find that those acts take me outside of myself, you know. Um, so, for example, like in Islam, when they talk about charity, it, it will get you out of the, the frame of stinginess so because you're doing it for god it's, you know it's not about uh i want this person to praise me or you want a favor from them you're actually doing it which some people say for the face of god the countenance of god yeah that's right and and that i think these acts of practice one time two times three times it'll remove any attachment we have to money and then you know for example to me, there's a beautiful, um, prostration is a beautiful act because it really humbles the ego. You know, it says, I'm, I'm nothing. And I'm praying to the everything, the, you know, the, the master of the universe, the creator. And whereas before there'd be a resistance, like, why do I need to do this? There's something humbling about actually willingly doing it. Saying, you know what, I want to do this. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, like it's the choosing of yes. being, uh, being able to submit that you don't have all the answers or I don't have yes. all the answers, that there could be yeah. some greater spirit or being that could help guide me. And I, I think, yes. I, you know, I, I agree, prayer is really, really important for that. And I know that people find it very... Yeah, and meditation, sitting... Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, talk talk a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Do you meditate? I mean, is that something you do on an active basis? 
Well, this is the, the paradox. I mean, ever since I started praying, now for the last couple, I feel like it's easier to meditate. Really? Whereas before oh. it was a struggle. Uh-huh. So yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's just like sometimes you just sit quiet and uh, contemplate, reflect, ponder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's that peace of mind. Yeah. That rahatval, that you're able to just sort of, everything is calm within you and you're able to open up your yes. mind rather than thinking about everything that's going on around you. You're able to open up your mind and just relax and have that moment or those moments. Yeah, and it's just the last couple of days where I've been feeling, oh, it's, it's like I'm going into meditation just like naturally, you know? So it's a new thing. Very, very new. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that's yeah. good to know. So for, you know, for our listeners, I, I think that would be really important to understand that. I know be, there are many people who meditate, but that whole idea of being able to submit or, or give up to sort of guidance or whatever also helps. Um, and that spirituality also helps us to free our minds from the scatteredness that goes on around us and and through our minds when we try to calm it. So um, this was wonderful, Nedge. Thank you. Is there anything else you wanted to share? (laughs) That's it, actually. I'm just so blessed to have met you. (laughs) Same here. Yeah. And so people who are are looking to find out more, to see a bit more about your journey and some of the things that you're referring to, where's the best place to find you? Actually, um, I just, my website, I would say that's the only, you know, thing okay. right now. <laughs> okay, so I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll make sure to put that in the show notes, uh, along with uh, an excerpt from your website about your, your most recent journey, which I think is important, and sort of how you, you came through that and came to that recognition of that greater spirituality. Um, Nedge, so much. Thank you so much for being with me and for being my first Kuwaiti guest or my first guest from Kuwait. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast, Journeys to Belonging. Um, And the next episode will be out in two weeks. In the meantime, you can connect with me on Twitter at Eileen Winokur, I-L-E-N-E-W-I-N-O-K-U-R, or on Instagram at Eileen underscore W. And you can also find my blog uh, at the website HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash cultures dot build. See you in two weeks. Thank you.